The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Hey, good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. This morning, we're going to focus on our Murfreesboro City Schools. Lisa Trail is with us this morning. Hey, Lisa, good morning. Good morning, Bart. Seems like old times. I know, definitely. <laughs> good to have you with us. You brought a friend with you today. I do. Tori Carr is with me today. Tori uh, is in our communications department. This is our two of three men team. <laughs> <laughs> good morning. Good morning. How are you, Corey? Yeah, I'm great. Good to have you with us. Thank you. Well, tell us what is happening at Murfreesboro City Schools. Well, we just got back from spring break, so it looks like we're in a sprint to the end at this point. Um, we're going to be out Friday because of Good Friday, but other than that, we've got so many things going on. I'll, I will say our I think our tests came in yesterday from the state, so they're being guarded for uh, you know that time of the year when it's 10 ready time. I think uh, everybody was hoping those would go away. <laughs> I know, <laughs> including us, but it's not. But our kids are ready. Um, it is amazing, Bart, as you walk through the hallways of our schools. And the students are so connected with what they're learning. They're able to talk about it. They're able to walk you through it. Um, I was in a school right before spring break just doing a STEM walk with some students, and honestly, their knowledge was greater than mine. And I'm like, what word did you just use? <laughs> and I, it was, I was like, wow, and you used it correctly? I mean, it was just amazing to see these second and third graders talking about the engineering process and why their project did not work and how they had to reconstruct it and do it again. And that is one of the amazing things uh, that we're seeing now with these uh, – 21st century skills of let's think about it let's do it again let's let's do stem engineering and um just amazing it's it's no longer just the typical math that i learned it is putting math in action it's putting those science not just not just memorizing science which that again is what i did it's it's not just memorizing it but knowing how it relates to the process that they're trying to do so I, I am always amazed at our teachers and at our students and what they're doing at such a young age tell us about some of the facilities that you have because that sort of inspires the students to do even better well a lot of our schools eight of our schools are stem designated now which is amazing we have the highest percentage of stem designated schools in the state as far as the district um, and we have Reeves Rogers is up for their designation this year or next year just depends on how everything goes and then our goal for the next four years is for all of our schools to be stem designated and when you see that you see um, <laughs> I'm sorry Photo you, you threw time. me off Bart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but when you see the stem designation you know that these children are really invested in that science technology engineering arts and math and some of our schools have steam others have stem steam is the new designation stem was the original designation what but, is the difference um it's honestly it's the arts part of it so it really it's you can't tell a difference inside our schools but i think when they originated the um the designation stem was the word and um, they realized you can't take art out of 
processes. You, you just can't. So that puts that art back into it, and it's called STEAM. Now, so. the art part, uh, we're not talking about drawing pictures because art seems to be in the creative process of enabling the person's mind to work uh, in the proper direction. Exactly. I mean, like, Tori does a lot of graphic design. That is art. Um, when the students are building bridges, they have to use their graphic m minds, those 3D printers, all of those kind of things to make it work, to figure out what's structurally sound. And, again, if you're, you look at the major uh, buildings going around town, they're beautiful. They're not just a four walls anymore. So that is part of that artistic piece. And sometimes it is art. That music, oh, people, the children who have that musical mind set can do so many more things than just play instruments. That music and math goes together. So I just, again, I'm awed by what our children are able to do. When we did Steam in the City, was it? Right weeks ago. Yeah, right mm -hmm. before spring break, they were um, doing their processes, and, and they, we actually gave competitions uh, to kids who had never met each other, and they had, had to come to, uh, together as a team and do coding and do uh, Spiros, and what, were, what was the K2 doing? I can't remember. They were landing their parachutes from a ladder, and so these kindergarten through second graders who had never met each other were actually climbing up on a ladder. One person was catching it, and they were saying, nope, this one is not going to work. And <laughs> they got off the ladder, went back to their table, and just tried again. Yeah. And they were really just working together to figure that out. So, the, so they learned by doing. Right, learn by doing and learn by failing as well because if you fail, you have to try again and that's how you get a better product out of it. So the fact that they're learning this now is really important and it's really important as a parent to let our children fail because that's how they're going to get better at anything. Um, Tori and I are in opposite spect spectrums. My child's in <laughs> what vet school <laughs> she is Tori's is a preschooler and learning those processes but what she's hearing every day is the whys 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 the question marks but that's important mm -hmm, it is and I think the parents really got to see their children interact and one parent told me I know that my child is a leader in her classroom but I never get to see that and I looked at that and I was like that is amazing that here the parents are getting to see their kids interact with not their friends, not their classmates, not their teammates, and they are leading and setting the examples and just working together. And that's that's part of it. And, you know, so between STEAM <clears throat> excuse me, and the robotics that we just had, the robotics competition, um, then we had worked with MTSU for um, the invention convention. Our children are just getting out and they're using their minds and they're using what they've learned for the past however many years they've been in school plus what their parents are teaching them to go to real world problems and that is just amazing. And hopefully we are also showing them uh, opportunities to do any type of career that they choose from broadcasting which was a calling for you bart right, right. from a Absolutely. young age yeah. and i think a lot of children do have these callings at young ages we just need to expose them to it and you that reminds oh, oh go ahead, go ahead. i was just going to say that reminds me of just being in here the studio at john pittard and so they have that recording studio that their band teacher music teacher wrote or 
got through a grant mm -hmm. and so now these kids can take their instruments and record and i just think how cool would that be in elementary school if i would have been like man i can record my own song oh, yeah. well this is what i'm excited about because it it makes it makes me know that uh these times are really great times uh and think of all of the you mentioned about uh 3d printing yes. uh, you mentioned about robots these are things that the kids learn about, but they have them to learn on. In I mean, it's just not book knowledge. Exactly. It is, it is really uh, hands-on learning. And again, hands-on failure makes for success. So, um, and what Tori was talking about, the sound studio, Bart, you'd be envious of it. Um, <laughs> and it was a grant that our music teacher, who is actually doing music and STEM steam together he's actually teaching both so um it's just a trial like can we put these two together and make it work and he has done a tremendous oh, mm -hmm. job but he wrote two grants one was for the richard siegel grant uh, richard siegel foundation funded mm -hmm. half of it and then the city schools foundation funded the other half which um again the city schools foundation and i'm gonna let tori talk about that because i'm gonna sneak out in a little bit they are doing so much to put these innovative ideas in the hands of our teachers and in our classrooms, which means that they become part of that child's learning process. Um, it, yeah, it's amazing. And now, does this new equipment sometimes become a challenge for the teachers, but not for the children? <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> children aren't afraid. Have you ever given your That's iPhone true. to a three-year-old? They're not afraid. <laughs> they figure or, it out. Whereas we know how much it costs, and we're a little bit more uh, uh, gentle with it, I guess. So, yes, the children figure, figure it out really quickly. Our children have grown up in technology, so they, they're ready for it. Tell us about robotics. I mean, that's just fascinating. Well, robotics, we've kind of done robotics for years in our schools, but in different phases. Uh, but this year, we had probably the m most schools participating in this robotics competition than we ever have. And I think by next year, we'll have all of our schools participating. So robotics comes under science, which falls under Leah Barch. And Leah just did a challenge to our uh, science teachers this past year and said hey who, who wants to do robotics and i'm going to lead this process and they're doing a group called vex robotics so they actually have regional um competition state competition and then they have national competition we have one i think salem elementary went on and they're going to the national competition if i'm saying this wrong tori mm -hmm. correct me but um so children who had never even competed are now competing on a national level and it is just so cool for that to happen um so it is about coding uh they get assigned a um project and then they have to code for that project they have to make their robot do exactly what they're asking for they have to make it go down a path or over a hill or pick up something there's just all kinds of stuff that they get that day that they have to figure out how to make it work and then there's other things that go along with it uh the team building aspect of it the making sure they have the you know t-shirts that look alike or whatever that is that works for that team so it's not just about one person coding it's about everyone they're building the robot 
so you have to have that engineering mind. Everybody kind of gets a, a designation. There's a pilot of the ro- robot. Uh, Leah would just die if she heard me talking about <laughs> this, I'm sure. But they all come together, and they all have one common goal. And again, just like if you and I were trying to get to one common goal, we would have a little bit of a disagreement along the way probably because our brains don't work the same. So they have to work through that process as well, which is what employers are looking for, right? right they want right. them to be problem solvers, and they want them to be able to get along with others. And of course, these students are preparing for life, preparing for a job success. And as they move into the next part of their education, the uh, the county school system, they can, I guess, continue that. Absolutely. absolutely. And from county, they move into the and job. The, into the mm-hmm. college or career or technology. And they get uh, college credit in high school. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. amazing. So I think that's what we're doing is we're learning so much so early. And, and we're just giving it on to the middle and high school uh, years, which is just tremendous. So Now, as these students are continuing to learn, will they be able to, uh, to expand their, their college curriculum even more? Is what you're doing tied to the advanced teaching? Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, you uh, we have high schools already doing all the megatronics and all of that. And so you, I think we're just preparing. Murfreesboro and Rutherford County are two great districts. And I think we're both preparing our children for those college and technical careers um, so that when they get to college, they're not struggling. And or they're getting a lot of grants to go to college. You know, that's that's, that's always, true. those <laughs> academic scholarships are always nice in a mama's pocket. So, <laughs> so as you look at the schools, uh, we're seeing some exciting things happening. Absolutely. Uh, how does this, how is it being accepted by legislators? Because I know that uh, they were big on testing teachers and testing everybody uh, in years past. Has this cooled off any? You know, I'm just going to let you ask them that because, I, again, we <laughs> all have pretend. our own opinions on that one. So I'm just going to let okay. you next time you have them sitting here, okay. ask them how it's affecting them. And, you know, we welcome all of our elected officials and our media into our schools. Uh, we couldn't do that two, three years ago. So we love to have uh, people walking through our schools. In fact, you see it a lot touring the school saying okay what's going on how can we assist you all of that and i have to brag like last night uh dr duke and Mm -hmm. miss bell was on a national show about reading and how our reading processes are doing so when they're invited to do these national webinars for educators I don't Across know how many. Yeah, I don't I'm know how sure. many people were on, but it really says a lot for the curriculum that we are putting in front of our students and our reading. So we've been talking about STEM, but our reading scores have just been great, and they've been highlighted so many times by the state uh, department of education, by a group called Knowledge Matters, and um, others saying wow, this is really working in Murfreesboro. So it's not just about the science and the technology. We're doing that reading as well and the math. So um, I welcome I welcome people to come in and look. Uh, we do have schedule things. People, it's not an open process. It is you do have we do have to know you're coming and you have to sign in and do all your IDs and all that kind of stuff. But um, so we have a text here from a listener and they said they were listening yesterday 
when uh, Pettus Reed was on the radio talking about history and his love for history. And he was talking about some of these cemeteries uh, over in the Versailles community that had had some tombstones actually moved by the tornado. Wow. And miraculously, none of them were broken. But he was talking about, uh, and I remember the conversation this person mentions about uh, cursive writing. Uh, and is that being taught still in our schools? I think cursive is being taught in third grade. I may be wrong on that, but it's still there is still cursive writing. It's not as emphasized as it was like when I was growing up. Uh, again, uh, most every child now is doing a lot of typing, and we're on computers a whole lot. But there is a section, and I, again, I'm not instruction, you know that. So, uh, but there is cursive writing that is happening in our schools. Um, but it's I, interesting. I, for some reason, it's second, it looks it's, like it's second, third, and fourth. Okay. And okay. they might not focus on it, like you were saying, on the day-to-day. I remember those worksheets where it was every letter in cursive. Mm-hmm. So it might not be that in-depth, but they are touching on it. Yes. So you mentioned how, how you used to study it in school, mm-hmm. and, and we did too. But I look at my great aunt. I don't know how she studied it, but it must have been an art form. Yes. Because it was beautiful. I couldn't read it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I can read cursive. <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't. It was difficult. It's look, difficult to read the old cursive, but you have to say, that is beautiful. That it is. You're right. I, You know, I'm the youngest of five, and my older siblings are much, much older than I am. Uh, and my oldest sister's writing cursive was so pretty so so pretty in fact both of my sisters had this pretty writing and i came in with this sloppy mess of whatever it is and i know i was just so disappointing to my mother but it (laughs) but it is a skill and and they still do teach cursive writing and i we get that asked several times i think no one wants to lose that that tradition of cursive but uh, they are teaching it it's just that what you see a lot more of is the keyboarding now you come from a family of educators i do and in looking at that, are we seeing that tradition with other families continue? Well, I, I had to think about that. There's several of our families in, that are teachers mm-hmm. that are two-generation and three-generation teachers. So, yeah, I think so. I think that the value of a teacher, you can never... Um, you really you can never put a monetary value to it because they touch lives for so many many years but i think if you're a teacher's child you understand when you're in the grocery store and they say hey miss you know whatever mm-hmm. the last name is and i would say you're talking teachers i would say all school-based staff i think even if the grandmother was a teacher then the then the mom or dad might be an ea and then that might lead to other positions like our ESP or mm-hmm. they work in the cafeteria and I think just that school environment and like you were saying recognizing in the in the grocery store. Yeah. Well, I think that's uh, that's the real beauty of an educator in they had such an influence on others' lives. Absolutely. That you remember them absolutely. decades mm-hmm. later. Oh, absolutely. I give um, my 8th grade he was a principal and a teacher at the time. Uh, his name was Mr. W.T. Todd from Woodbury. He, he, I don't know. I give him credit for me going into the role that I have done as far as communications for all these years because he gave me a, a album and said, hey, make us a school, make us a school yearbook. We don't have one. And I was like, okay. 
<laughs> and from that point on, that's been kind of my focus. Was so he obviously saw something that I. Or he have just, have well, you shared that with him? I I, uh, has he I passed did. On he, now? He's passed on now, but I think I think I did have the opportunity to share that. And but you have to. You, I didn't know that at the time. Like I look back mm-hmm. and go, all of these projects that I've created started out with this man in eighth grade who knew I was not doing great in science (laughs) (laughs) and said, Hey, here's something you can do. Here's a good art project for you. Here's a good experience for you. And I think that's where teachers find out later in life. Like you, you, the people are in their twenties and thirties and forties and come back and say, you made such a difference in my life. You were the stability when I didn't have any. Uh, you were the one who sparked uh, interest one way or the other. And again, I don't think as a seven-year-old you know that, but you certainly know it when you're 27 and 37, and they oh, remember yeah. that. So I And we need teachers. We need teachers so much to come back into this profession and to, to really touch children and um, make their life brighter and hopefully guide them in the right direction. You know, tell your teachers that meant something to you what they did for you. Absolutely. This week is Assistant Principal Week, and Tori and I were just talking. We did a little blog out on our social media yesterday about it's Assistant Principal Week, and I was reading the comments last night, and I'm like, it's like a love fest to these assistant (laughs) principals. It's so amazing, and how much, even as an assistant principal, you're touching the lives of so many children, parents, and in this case, staff members as well. So, yes, tell a teacher you love them, because we certainly do. We want to thank you for joining us because I know you said you had to slip gonna, away. I'm going to slip out, and Tori's going to talk about kindergarten registration, pre-K registration, and foundation and stuff. And education. <laughs> and we're going to check on the traffic and weather. Stay with us. I'm Ken Coleman. Join me here on News Radio WGNS weekdays live at noon as we answer your questions about your calling, passion, and talent to maximize your potential. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas's Restaurant. With cold and flu season here, nothing helps my family more than having the Demas's baked chicken and rice soup. It was a soup that was created by my grandmother, and we not only sell it by the cup, but we also sell it by the quart, by the half gallon, and by the gallon. So stop by anytime today and bring soup to your family that may be sick or a friend that's in sick, or just to enjoy it just because it tastes so good. Demas's Restaurant. Hi, this is Peter Demas. One of the things that we've done years ago is we've been able to do our orders like our pastas and many other items that we used to be able to put them in large pans. And now we have a catering team that will even deliver it to your home. We can drop it off for you, set it up, or they can come in and pick it up. Look up our catering menu on www.demasrestaurants.com. This is Peter Demas at Demas's Restaurant. 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Good morning, traffic. Still a little bit sluggish here on 65 southbound, trying to get down to Trinity Lane. Busy as expected, coming through Hermitage Donaldson, I-40, all that heavy traffic in from Wilson County. Uh, it's been quiet as far as accidents. Now, there's a lot of traffic volume on uh, 24 westbound and through the Hickory Hollow area coming in from Murfreesboro. A Princess Hot Chicken is catering. Check out their menu today. It's so good. PrincessHotChicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. Partial sunshine develops here this afternoon, a high in the mid-80s. Then for tonight, mostly cloudy skies with a low around 68. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. 
Currently, it's 65. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. We're all about saving you money. I'm Dave Ramsey on WGNS, Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Weekdays from 1 to 4 on WGNS. Welcome back. Our phone number if you want to join us this morning. And you can talk and text either one, whichever you prefer, at 615-893-1450. Tori Carr is with us right now from Murfreesboro City Schools. We're looking at some of the things that are happening in our schools. And as you look at the calendar of things coming up, there are quite a few things between now and the end of the school year. Yes, like Lisa said, we are on a sprint to summer. There, There's just so much going on. And I was talking with a couple of teachers this weekend, and they were just saying this is their favorite time of year. Their classroom feels really like a family it's nearing the end they're coming back rested after spring break and you know there's something to be said when it's just beautiful outside I know it's a little cloudy today but it is so nice outside and you get to go outside and you know just think about your classroom becoming a family and that's what those teachers were saying this weekend just how great this time of year is Um, It's also exciting for the City Schools Foundation. We are um, just right around the corner from Excellence in Education, and I believe that this is our 16th year of Excellence in Education, and we are honoring Charlie Patel next Saturday, April 15th at Copper Ridge, and we are just so excited to honor Charlie and all that he has done for Murfreesboro but with that, um, I know that we touched on one of the grants that was um, given this year, and that being the the recording studio. And I was just looking um, just a little bit on our website because I could I knew it was a lot of money, but I couldn't really remember. And so the foundation actually distributed over sixty two thousand dollars in grants wow. in October. And you just look at that and how we are talking that steam and just really um, getting those kids just and teachers just those extra opportunities. And it just reminded me that some of the fun grants that we were that were distributed. So um, Mr. Hill at John Pittard got the recording studio, but there was also um Let's see. Here's a couple of keep calm and learn on. And then I remember there was one. It was pause the calming pup. And it was a $100 grant. And it was a social emotional dog. And for students to just, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was almost like a teddy bear. And they could just go and it might have been weighted and a couple of other things just for those children to really enjoy when they needed that extra extra time by themselves now for people who are wanting to support this uh, special upcoming event for the foundation Mm -hmm. uh, what do they need to do they can go on our website and we have a donate button on paypal Um, we will always accept checks mailed to the central office at um, 2552 south church street 
And um, really, if they want to send a note to us and just to give Charlie or give any of our foundation members, we are always welcome those little notes. And I know our board members work so hard. And so like saying thank you to a teacher, saying thank you to our um, residents in Murfreesboro who just support the City Schools Foundation and those business leaders who support us as well. And just a nice thank you note to them. That's great to hear that. And, and it's nice to hear some of the things that the money collected, hearing what it's going towards. Yes. Um, on top of that $62,000, there was also $5,000 given to the Indigent Care Fund, which um, just is a separate item for students or families in need. Um, and it can it also goes to the schools as well. Um it, and I'm just looking, it's just, it makes me happy to go and see what all that they did. Um, you know, some, um, one school got ukuleles and um, some schools got Legos. And just that, that overall support that the students are getting in the classrooms from the teachers and from our foundation and just everyone working together to better support the children. Out of curiosity on the ukuleles, I have heard a ukulele orchestra before. Oh, that would be interesting. Of about 40 or 50 people playing a ukulele. It was amazing. I thought it was going to be sort of a corny right, thing. Right, right. <laughs> but they were phenomenal. That would be really cool uh, to Do watch. you have plans on that? I mean, we have the steel DeBurro. Uh-huh. So, actually, I... If I'm not mistaken, the ukuleles are at Scales, who um, Mr. Hartman also does steal the burrow. So ah, okay. I would love to see a little ukulele band come out of Scales. That would be amazing. Oh, yep. Bridging the gap, ukuleles to guitars. And that was the Scales music teachers. <laughs> Keep us informed on that. We'd I like will. to. That, that's one thing that we can broadcast. Mm -hmm. And ukuleles are phenomenal on the radio. Okay. <laughs> I, will, I will let them know today. How's that? Okay. <laughs> let us know about their first concert. And then their first <laughs> it recording concert. It will be a sold concert. out event, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us more about what's happening with our city our, schools. So, as of yesterday, it is now kindergarten registration. And... You know, parents are so excited, kids are so excited, and we are so excited to welcome those new kindergartners to our schools and into our district. Um, online registration is beginning yesterday through the end of the month, so April 3rd through the 28th. You can go online at cityschools.net and register your child online and fill out the form. There is some paperwork that you have to do, but you don't have to have it all at once, and so you can start that process. I know... You have to have physicals and records and, you know, we don't all have that right now. So you can turn that in, but you start that form and you let us know that, that you're coming and that your child's coming so we can make sure that we have them accounted for, for going into next school year and we can assign them a teacher and there'll be a lot of information about open houses and kindergarten and just welcoming those new babies into the school that always has to be an exciting time for parents as well as the children yes and i think you know there, it's so exciting to see their faces light up when they walk into that school for the first time and seeing their teacher and meeting their teacher and you know they're they're little babies they're five and five years old six years old and so they walk in and, and it's such an exciting world for them um, 
But with that registration on April 14th, we also have a kindergarten registration assistance day. So you can visit the school during the regular school day. Um, And we will also have um, assistance at central office for families needing assistance with language interpretation and just filling out those forms. So that is April 14th. And that is just an overall registration assistance day where families can go to the school if they need the forms printed and helped filled out. They they can do that at the school or at central office. Now, do you need to prove that you've had certain shots and things of that sort? I don't think, you know, Bart, I really don't think you have to have that all right there at the same time. You just have to give that information to the school before your child attends school so you know their birthday might not be until august 1st so Mm -hmm. they won't have those updated shot records so you go and you get go to the doctor get your physicals and shot records and then you will go and hand that to your school right before school starts thinking back to my first day at school it was exciting i can remember that really (laughs) i can remember i'd never ridden a school bus but i went out in front of the house because i knew it was coming Uh by And I was waving at it to stop because <laughs> I knew it would just drive on by. But it did stop and it did take me to school. That was, I guess it was the thrill of being uh, on your own. That, yes. I mean, you were sort of in control. Uh-huh. You, you got to go and walk and walk on that school bus all by yourself, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and how exciting was that? And you still remember that. Yeah. Um, Lisa was saying her daughter's in vet school. I have a preschooler. And she loves school buses. And so I go and I pick her up and the buses are all lined up. And they told me that over the intercom, all of Murfreesboro City School buses have um, animals on them. So the students really? might not know their number of the Hold bus. Hold on the picture. Oh, yes. Not actual animals. <laughs> they do not have the live animals. But one bus might be a ladybug bus. And so they'll say bus 564, the ladybug. And... They say that my daughter is like, the ladybug bus is here. And so she knows that and drives by. And as we're on the road, she waves. And so your school bus story, just how exciting that kids get to go on the bus. And and it's all their friends. And they have the bus drivers and the bus aides who are so fantastic with them. And it's just a fun, that's a great experience. Oh, yeah. And I remember Cinnamon toothpicks oh what, did they uh, give those to you on the bus well the kids would bring them that was oh. the big thing uh, and they were they were hot <laughs> but they were good but how you know those are the fun memories that we yeah. want our you wonder what is today's big hit uh-huh and i think i personally don't like the school bus and it's just i get a little motion sickness so i would rather ride in my own car but i've been on the buses and the kids are so happy because the windows are down and everyone's hair's blowing like crazy. And I think you just associate the school bus with field trips and fun times and exciting times. Social. It's a social it time. Is. I mean, you, whether we call it that or not. Uh huh. And it's just fun after school and you get to go home. And what a, what a great memory. And I hope that our students have those memories too. And for the school bus drivers, you are making a big difference, yes, a positive difference. It is, and you know, there sometimes those school bus drivers—that's the the first face that those kids might see, other than their parents in the morning. So they see that school bus just coming down your road, and they probably wave there too, just at their school bus drivers. And 
you know, our school bus drivers and our school bus aides and our transportation department work so hard every single day to make sure those kids are picked up, they arrive safely, they get home, and all on time. And it is an art, and they do a fantastic job. You know, we were talking about some of the experiences the youngsters will have, but if you're new to town, if you've just moved into Murfreesboro, you have no clue of what this school is or what that one is. And you have no identity in your mind. I live on this street, so Mm -hmm. such and such school is closer to me. Yes. How do you determine, do you, is there a map on the internet or do you go to the schools or what? How do you know which school your child will go to? So we do have um, a map or um, a system on our website, cityschools.net, that you can type in your address and it tells you what school you are zoned for. And if you are not zoned for Murfreesboro City School, it tells you you are zoned for a Rutherford County school. And same with Rutherford County, we use the same system. So if I type in my address and I'm zoned for Salem for city schools, but if I go to the county schools, I'm also zoned for Rockvale. And so you have, um, you can go on our on our website or you can always call our central office at 615-893-2313 and find out what school you're zoned for because it is kind of confusing sometimes whereas one street might be zoned one school two streets over might be zoned a different school here's an interesting question uh came in on text a listener says that uh i'm the child's grandmother but uh the child leaves for school each morning from my house and then comes home in the evening to my house and stays here quite a few of the nights. Uh, I take care of the child while my child, uh, my adult child, is uh, is working. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a possibility of getting the child zoned to a school that's in my area? Um, I would call the school that you were zoned for or call our central office, and they will be able to help you out. We have... Um, a a team for zoning and the principal will know the different situations and our zoning um, department will as well. Okay, here's another question. This one is about the special schools that are available here, the arts schools and science schools Mm -hmm. and different schools. What are the schools and uh, how can we learn more about them? Okay, so we do have choice school options and all of that is found on our website as well. Um, I'm looking to see where it's on our website, but it is. Um, and those choice schools are Mitchell Nielsen, Hobgood and Bradley. However, all of our schools do have, um, spots available or some of them have spots available and that is listed on our website, but it might. So the zone waivers are open April 1st through May 1st. Oh, that was last year. I'm so sorry. 23, 24 zone waivers. Um, it looks like that was in February through March. So we are out of that time frame. Um, but our open or our choice school applications can be found on our website as well. Okay. Do you have to take special tests no, to be admitted? No, that is only for Discovery School. Um, and that is our high achieving school. And those applications, I think we're due maybe beginning of January or December, and then they will test to see if they get in. But that is our only school that you have to test into. Okay. So 
Does this begin in the kindergarten, the special schools, uh, including kindergarten? It does. It is kindergarten. So if I wanted my child to go to Hobgood for their choice school, I would fill out that choice school application, and that's where they would start their kindergarten year at. Wow. It so. is, it's <laughs> nice to have those options. Now, do those schools just offer a, a more thorough curriculum in a certain subject area, or so, do they have more equipment? Bradley does have more equipment. So they are our only school with a drama club and a drama teacher, and so they really focus on that arts aspect. And they and this is kindergarten through that is sixth. kindergarten, yes. And so they just had their um, play a couple of weeks ago, and it was fantastic and i'm trying to um see what the correct name was because i don't want to butcher that at all but um they performed at patterson park so they are they are the only school that actually has a drama teacher and a drama program so and they use patterson because they're right next Mm -hmm. door they are right there so the students actually got to walk over to patterson and see their classmates perform and then they just like a field trip so then they walked right back on and they went to school there's that's a 300 and something person auditorium mm-hmm. along with a theatrical stage of a black box i believe is yes. what they call it complete with lighting everything you it need. was top notch it was so good um and seeing those students up on that stage to perform and sing and act was great Tell you what, let's pause for just a moment, and we will be right back for the final segment. If you have a question, give us a shout. 615-893-1450. Tori is with us this morning, and she's here to answer your questions. There is no safer place in the storm. Talk Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, TV 11. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Does your home need freshening up? Let our family at Fair Construction help you. We do painting, new flooring, anything that you need. If you can dream it, Fair Construction can turn it into reality. Fair Construction offers high quality craftsmanship, quick response, and attention to detail. For home restoration at a price you can afford, Fair Construction can get the job done no matter how big or small it is. I'm Ron Hall, shop local. Let our family business help you, Fair Construction Company. Hi, this is Jenny at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. We are offering some new services, personalized bears. This two-year-old boy just lost his dad. So we put some writing on it that says, Daddy loves you, and has a picture of him holding his little boy and it's on the bear. The little boy can hold that bear with his dad, and for moments like this, this is why I'm doing this. Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts, 117 South Academy, just a couple blocks off the square. Receive breaking news, sports scores, traffic, and weather bulletins on your cell phone. Sign up for text alerts at WGNSradio.com.
Welcome back. Lisa Trail was with us earlier. Tori Carr with us now from the Murfreesboro City Schools. We're in the final segment of our broadcast focusing on Murfreesboro City Schools. A lot happening. And uh, we're going to be closed on Friday. Is that right? Yes. Good Friday. Closed on Good Friday this time. So, you know, sometimes it falls on spring break. This year it did not. Um, so no school on Friday. <laughs> Kids get an extra bonus there. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice. They come back from spring break and have a short week. <laughs> that's right. So uh, don't forget that. That's coming up this Friday. Yes. Just wanted to pass that on. Any other uh, special events coming up in the next few weeks? You know, I know Lisa touched on testing. So we, we do soon go into our testing period. Um, next Saturday is our Excellence in Education event and so that's our 16th annual but you know Bart this is really just the time where you kind of you get through April you get through testing and then May is another chaotic where everyone is um they're cramming their last minute stuff in and there's classrooms um but there is a last half day for students on May 26th so Mark your calendar for May 26th. That is the last half day for students. May 26th. Okay. Yes. And then uh, after that, you're out That's for... That's it. Until next August. <laughs> wow. Okay. You get a great summer this year. <laughs> so it, that seems to be a little bit bigger than usual. It does seem that, huh? It looks like... So the first half day for students is Monday, August 7th this year. Um, so it's a seven. little, it does seem a little later. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty cool. And that's a half day on August 7th. Yes. Okay. Uh, but a little extra time there. Uh, enjoy it. Uh, and, and that's good for parents to know that in advance. Yes. Because you can plan on an extra you little can pl- getaway uh-huh. family time. That little extra week right there at the beginning of July or the beginning of August, you can get your last vacation if you want to. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> now, is there anything that uh, parents should be doing with their youngsters during the summer months to assure that their school in the fall will be even better? You know, one thing that all parents can do is just read to your child for 20 minutes a day. There's lots of statistics that go on to show how um, beneficial reading for that 20 minutes a day can be for the children. Once you register for kindergarten, we have your email. So we will be sending those kindergarten families some resources that they can prepare their child for kindergarten. Um, We've created 10 things for parents to just to help that transition. Um, Let the kids play. I, I'm a big believer in playing oh, and yeah. getting outside. And so, you know, that we all need a break sometimes. And these kids work so hard and they need a break too. So read and play are my two big things. I'm glad you mentioned the reading too. Uh, my granddaughter comes and spends the night with us mm-hmm. on a fairly regular basis. You know, once every few months, or so, which is regular to me. Yes. <laughs> and, and I used to read her stories each night Mm -hmm. and that was fun at least for me I don't know if it was for her (laughs) when she learned how to read she said now it's time for me to read you stories wow and I was excited that she did that Mm -hmm. but I was also more excited when I heard her reading 
with inflection. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, she was ready to roll. Right. That is great. And, you know, you you sat down with her to read and, you know, think about those memories. She probably loved and in her brain remembers that reading with you. So now she is excited. And she's reading back. Yes. And how fun. I was reading to my daughter last night and um, to my nine-month-old and just trying. We It's busy. Life is busy. But we can take that 20 minutes to read and to play and to just have fun. So spend that time. And as you mentioned, it's hard. It is hard to, I looked around and saw dishes that need to be done and crumbs on the floor. And I thought this is more important to better the children. And so I sat down and we read a couple of books together. 23 minutes you say that's the read 20 minutes 20 20 minutes you know some days it might be 23 some days it might be 15 (laughs) but 20 minutes a day is what is recommended all right well tori thank you for joining us i had so much fun tori carr visiting with us along with lisa trail as we catch up on what's happening with our murfreesboro city schools stay with us we're going to see what's happening in smyrna next